now tune in to No One Watches Regular News, hosted by me, Kerry Bogart. This is Season 2, Episode 3. All right, and welcome back. Thank you for being able to tune in and listen. Uh, let's just get right into it. Um, This podcast, this episode is titled Rushing for Judgment. Um, Right now, people want quick, fast answers versus answers that's accurate. Um, accountability, responsibility. These are things that we're evading. We're trying to escape these things. And we're making up excuses. Not just on one side, but on both sides. So here's a story that I just read earlier. Andrew Brown Jr. was unarmed and fleeing when he was shot and killed by North Carolina police, family attorney says. Now listen. Officials on Thursday, officials on Thursday faced growing pressure to release details about the death of Andrew Brown Jr. They have to gather all the information first and then proceed. It's a process. They cannot just release it up front. It's a, it's a process. A black man was shot and killed by law enforcement on Wednesday morning in Elizabeth, North Carolina. Brown was unarmed, said Harry Daniels. The Brown family's attorney witness accounts paint a picture of unlawful, unjustified killing in which multiple law enforcement officers shot Brown as he fled the scene in a vehicle. Daniel said at a Thursday press conference. To my understanding, there is body camera footage of what happened. And it has not been released. A lot of speculation is going on. We're asking for answers, accountability and transparency, Daniel said. Again, you have to wait. Quick and fast answers do not do not prove anything. Accurate answers do. Facts over emotions. E- emotions are not facts, people. It's not facts. So what we have to do is we have to calm down and understand it's a process. We want judgment rushed so fast. We want it now. So this is what happened when it when it came to uh, Andrew Brown Jr. This is what happened. The deputies who had been identified were serving an arrest warrant surrounding a drug charge. It was a felony. They went to Brown's rental home Wednesday when Brown was shot. According to a witness, Brown was trying to drive away when the shooting happened. Now I'm not saying Brown deserved to die. Listen, Fogg said officers from another agency when the uh, local version of the SWAT team were involved because Mr. Brown was uh, was a convicted felon with a history of resisting arrest. The circumstances led police to believe there was a high risk of danger, according to the training Fogg said. On the day before the shooting, nearby Derrick County had issued two arrest warrants for Brown on drug-related charges, including possession with intent to sell cocaine, according to court documents released Thursday. So it's not like they just popped up and say, hey, man, we're just looking for somebody, and they shot and killed him. They showed up for a reason. 
a lot of these cases that I see, traffic stops, warrants being served, it's the exact same story. It's the exact same story. They're not just showing up at your house just because they want to. We're not leaving our homes as black people. We're, we're in our vehicles. We're driving. We're being followed, harassed. This is not happening. It's an exaggeration. It's our emotions is involved. And this is what's happening. So in the case of Andrew Brown Jr., it was some things involving him as well. It wasn't just the officers showing up at his home. And shooting him. This involved a drug related charge. A warrant was issued for his arrest. They believed that it was a high risk because he had a history of resisting arrest. He was being arrested for a drug related charges, including possession with the intent to sell cocaine. So as black people, what we have to understand is that these people, they cannot just go their way. And not be apprehended. If you break a law, if you're if I'm driving over the speed limit, I might be pulled over. If I don't have any insurance on my car or a driver license. These things, this is real life. This is real time. Why do we think that these laws do not apply to us just because we're black and we're seen as a victim in America? I understand that. History shows that we have had a, had it a, a hard time in America. I get that. But we have to do this case by case. Every single case is not the exact same thing. We cannot approach every single story and think because they're black, they are the victim. And the white officer or the officer that's involved, period, is in the wrong. We have to stop doing this. We look foolish. We make it seem like we should not be apprehended for crimes or if we break a law, we should not go to court. We should just not um, go to court. We should avoid court. No, if you have a court day, you better show up if it's that serious. So we have to stop doing this rushing to judgment, wanting quick, fast answers versus accurate answers. We have to stop doing this. So I will continue to watch this case and see what happens. But I want more details be, before I really draw a conclusion on what happened. Because really my opinion don't matter. It doesn't. Information, facts, this is what matter. Your emotions don't matter. Okay, so Andrew Brown, another man shot and killed. This was based on a arrest warrant being served. Drug related. They believe he was a high risk. They show up. They're saying that he was fleeing. However, it is body camera footage of what happened. And this is what people want to see. They want to see the video so they can draw their own conclusion on what they saw. So they can either say. The officer was wrong or Andrew Brown was wrong. But this is what we're doing now in our community. We're saying that we should not be apprehended because the cops are racist and we should be seen as a victim always. And this is not the case. All right. So the next story that I'm going to talk about is 
Micaiah Bryant, uh, Deontay Wright, then Adam Toledo. All right, Micaiah Bryant, 16 years old. This happened in Columbus, Ohio. Um, it was a fatal shooting, another fatal shooting, right? So as the officer pulls up, now this is on body camera footage. He pulls up, it's four people that's involved in a fight. The older male is seen kicking one young woman. I don't know if she was a adult woman or a teenager, but he's kicking the one woman on the ground. Uh, one woman is seen standing by the vehicle. And then you see Micaiah Bryant and the other woman. Now, based on a video I saw last night in a story that, that I was reading, the young woman in the pink that Micaiah Bryant was going at with the knife was not a teenager. She was a adult woman. So uh, apparently there was some things going on in the household between Micaiah Bryant and the uh, foster mother, whatever. That also involved the other young woman that was her daughter that showed up and she was saying some certain things to Micaiah Bryant and her sister. Things escalated. It got worse. Okay. First thing is this, when the cop pulls up, he does not know what's happening. He has no clue. He's trying to figure things out. He shows up. What's going on? He sees four people fighting. At that moment that he sees the knife comes out, come out. He could deploy his taser or use his firearm. I've spoken to a cop before about this. What do you do when... Someone has a weapon and they're going at someone. Do you deploy your taser or your firearm? The police officer told me more than likely they're going to use their gun. They're not shooting to injure you. They're shooting to kill you. They're shooting center mass. So their intent is to kill you and neutralize the threat. Micaiah Bryant had her back turned. More than likely she didn't even... She probably saw the cop that was there, but it didn't really click in her mind. Now, in the the black community now, I don't know if, if there's a such thing as a teenager anymore. I don't see kids anymore. I have a neighbor. She has uh, at least maybe three or four teenagers over there. You would not think that these were kids. You would think that they were adults. I see them out late at night. Leaving the house. I get home from work. They're leaving. They're outside smoking weed. They're cussing. So I don't know if they're adults. Or they're teenagers. Now, now I can tell they're very young. But it was a study that was conducted a while ago. And it showed that white people view Young black children is older than what they are. So imagine if they see a 16-year-old girl like Micaiah Bryant. They're going to assume that she's not 16. She's much older. She's much older than 16. Again, I don't see teenagers doing teenage stuff, kid stuff. A lot of these kids now are doing adult stuff. They're smoking, they're drinking, they're hanging out. They don't really have a curfew. I'm seeing this. So I don't know when was the last time I saw 
black teenagers. In my neighborhood where I live, it is plenty of young kids that, that, that live here, teenagers, I can tell. But when these teenagers are engaging in, in adult activities, they're no longer seen as an adult, as, as a kid, excuse me. Once they're engaging in adult activities, they're no longer seen as just a kid or a teenager. They're, they're seen much older. But anyway, the cop pulls up. He draws his gun. He, all he sees is a young woman with a weapon. She has a knife. She's going to, uh, to attack the other woman. Turns out she's older. She's not a, a kid. And the officer shoots Micaiah Bryant. Not one time, though. It, it was a, a, a couple of times. She falls to the ground. She's deceased. He ends up saving the other young woman. Now, the other woman should not be let, let off the hook. She also was involved in this attack. So it's not really clear on what really happened prior to the officer arriving. All they know is the call went out. It was a disturbance call that went out. He shows up. It's a fight going on. He don't know what's going on. Let's say the officer didn't show up. He never showed up. Maybe the young woman there was that Micaiah Bryant was attacking suffers from serious injuries or if not dead. Then this would not be a story that we would hear about. This would just be another story of a young black woman being attacked or killed. It's not really going to get national attention like the young girl in Chicago that was shot six times at a McDonald's drive through it's not going to get enough attention. It's, it's not based, it's not centered around race. Once you bring race up, then people become very sensitive when it comes to race, especially black folks. Our emotionals get riled up. We feel some kind of way when we see a white police officer, male or female, shoot somebody that's black. We don't even respond this way when somebody that's Hispanic get killed by a white officer. So Micaiah Bryant, 16 years old, shot and killed. Um, could this be, could this have been prevented? I say yes. If the adults be more responsible, accountable, the safety of the teenagers, that the kids should be more important than your personal feelings. This young woman was in foster care, apparently. So she wasn't around her real parents. So mentorship, we don't have anymore. No sense of community, that's gone. No parental supervision, no guidance. You know, this is what's happening. We're seeing a lot of a lot of young people become victims, not not just at the hands of police, but also other kids, teenagers. I saw a story that uh, popped up. Uh, it was in Louisiana, a birthday party, 12-year-old birthday party. You had two groups show up. They're feuding. These are kids. They're feuding. Somebody pulls a gun out and starts shooting at a 12-year-old birthday party. You got all these people that's there, witnesses, and nobody said anything. No one gave a formal statement to the police. And let them know what happened. Nobody. Just shoot up the, the uh, kid's birthday party. 
So Makaya Bryant's case is unfortunate. It's, it's sad. But it could have been prevented based on what I'm seeing. It could have been prevented. We need, these kids need more mentorship. They need more guidance. They need more supervision. Not less supervision. They need more. They need more role models. They need this in, in order for them to survive and make it to adulthood and live a longer life. Live to be an old man, an old woman. But we're not seeing this happening. Not, not only are we seeing young kids killed by police for making a fatal decision, a, a bad choice, bad judgment. We're seeing young kids killed at the hands of other young kids, teenagers. They're conducting carjackings. They're doing carjackings now. Assaults, robberies. They're doing all this. And it's not getting any better. So Makai Bryant case is, is very difficult. It's sad, man, that she didn't have to die this way. So what could have been prevented, for one, to keep her safe, to keep her from being harmed, to keep her from fighting someone else, someone intervene, someone be the adult, step in, do something before the officer gets there. That's the, the first thing you do. Second thing is this. If Micaiah Bryant could have just walked away and went somewhere else, went to a store and something, go to safety. Get away. Do not be around these people. If this, if this environment is so hostile, leave. Go somewhere else, please. Call somebody. Call the cops. Somebody. But you remove yourself from a situation that could turn dangerous. So it's lessons to be learned in this case, in the case of the officer. Really, if you look at what happened and what in the time that he had to respond, he had to make a choice. Even the, the neighbor said that the officer didn't have a choice but to shoot her. Because at this point she had some a knife in her hand. She was going to attack the other woman. And the officer could not let that happen. So Makai Bryant's case is very unfortunate. But people have to wait till the evidence come out. The entire story. Do not jump to conclusions. Do, do not go for the quick, fast answers. And wait for the accurate answers. Do not rush for judgment. Okay, so the next story. When looking at Deontay Wright. All right, so Andre Brown Jr., uh, you got Micaiah right now. I'm going over this story, uh, Deontay Wright. He was just 20 years old, y'all, so this was a traffic stop. Andre Brown, this was a, a warrant being issued based on a drug charge. Micaiah Brown's case was a disturbance call. This case was a traffic stop. This was right during the whole George Floyd trial. This happened. People began to be upset, protest, riot again. Deontay Wright died during a traffic stop. The, the firearm was deployed and the officer thought that the firearm was a taser and it wasn't. 
it was not her her taser it was her her gun she pulled out and then she not only shot the young man Dion to the right but she almost shot her own partner so she deserves to be fired for what she did just a bad choice bad judgment but during that that moment she panicked you can tell she just panicked didn't know but let's go back to the footage, the body cam footage. Now, when Deontay Wright was stopped, it was two officers. It was three, actually. It was Kim Potter. She was behind the other officer as he walked towards the uh, driver's side where Deontay Wright was. On the opposite side of the car, uh, the, car the passenger seat, was a young woman. So Deontay Wright gets out the car. You can hear... The officer say, you, know, you got a warrant for your arrest. You know, at one point he pulls out his handcuffs, his handcuffs. And as he's going to arrest Deontay Wright, he tenses up. He tenses up. And then he struggles to get back into the car. To drive off. Well, that didn't end well. So the officer shoots him. Right before that, I'm going to really point something out. Right before that, Deontay Wright was alive and breathing. He was not maced. They didn't beat him up. Nothing. He was being placed in handcuffs. So at that time, Deontay Wright could uh, have just faced the music, go to jail, deal with it in court, and you'll be out. You can turn your life around. You know, this is not the end of the road. However, the traffic stop was the end of the road for him when a fatal decision was made. When, when he he broke away, when he was trying to get back into the car, that's when things went wrong. And he was shot and killed. The officer made a bad choice, bad decision. This was a traffic stop, y'all. A traffic stop, that was it. He didn't have to die during, during a traffic stop. Normally, people don't die during traffic stops. They don't. You, you get your ticket and you go about your way. You have to go to court or you pay your ticket. That's it. You don't hear about people dying doing traffic stops. But Deontay Wright could have still be alive today. I'm telling you this, that he could be alive today. The choices we make do decide where we end up at. Guarantee you this. When I was younger, if I made bad choices, I would not be where I am now. If I made a bad choice, if I did the wrong thing, if I didn't think, I would not be where I'm in now. So Deontay Wright, Andrew Brown, Kaya Bryant, Adam Toledo, these are very similar stories. Seeing that traffic stops or a car was made, cops show up. Like I said before, cops are not just showing up at your house just because you're black. They don't do that. Let's go over here and just show up at the black folks' house because they're black and we don't like black people and we know cops kill black people. That's what we're going to do. This is not the case. You can, you can go look at the body camera footage and see what I saw. People are mad. These are traffic stops. Phone calls are being made to the cops. The cops are showing up. And yes, things do go south, and 
someone makes a bad choice, whether it's the person that they're looking for or they think is a suspect or they serving a no knock warrant. It's the wrong address, whatever the case might be. Still, man, these things happen. We don't have no control over or nothing. But I know for one thing that we do have control over our emotions and what choices we make, what we decide. This is what we have control over. You have no control over what somebody else do, but you do have control over yourself. And that's the big difference in what can save a lot of people. You can go on YouTube and look up a video by Chris Wright. He did years ago. And he's a comedian. It was very funny because it's true. He said how not to get your ass kicked by the police. And he just kind of gave this rundown of what black men can do to keep themselves from being in a in a very difficult situation. And and having your ass kicked by the police. And one thing he said was use common sense. If if you see a cop behind you pull over immediately, don't talk shit to him, shut the fuck up. Be polite, you know, these things. They will keep you safe, man, and keep you and keep you out of harm's way. De Deontay Wright, I believe he could still be alive today, y'all. That traffic stop went south. As soon as the officer pulled pulled him out the car and he was going to handcuff him, Deontay Wright tensed up. He was going to fight. The cop told him, don't do it. But he did anyway. He attempted to get back into the car after the officer told him, don't do it. He gets shot and killed. People are upset now. Not only are the police officers trying to avoid accountability and being responsible, but the very people that are claiming to be victims are also avoiding responsibility and also being accountable. So in the case of Deontay Wright, man, I believe he could still be alive. So Adam Toledo, uh, Adam Toledo was this young teenager uh, shot and killed. Um, a call went out. It was a call. Gunshots. Cop, the officer arrives. The cop arrives. Two people start running. Adam Toledo is one of the. The people that was running, the suspect that was running. He runs into an alleyway. Now they catch the adult male that he was with. Now, remind you, it's, it's about two or three in the morning. Two and three in the morning. Adam Toledo is running. Then the alley, he has a firearm in his hand. The cop sees the gun. Adam Toledo stops. He throws the gun. As he turns, he gets shot. He's deceased. In the video, you show the officer tries to give him uh, assistance aid. He did his job. He was trying to save the kid, but by then it was too late. These stories like Andrew Brown Jr., Micaiah Bryant, Deontay Wright, Adam Toledo, the George Floyds, Breonna Taylor, the list goes on and on and on. These stories will be highlighted all the time by the media. The media will always highlight stories, black victims, and the person that killed them was white. It was all, This will be played by the media all the time. And what we do is we ignore black victims of crime. This is a fact. 
I see it all the time. I saw it when my cousin got killed last year. It was ignored. It did not get national coverage. My cousin was an innocent young woman who was at a uh, bar or club somewhere. Shots rang out. She got she got shot. A innocent bystander, my cousin, got shot and killed. Of course, people were not outraged about that. Of course. Another black person, another black victim of violent crime. This is not going to get attention like this. So the media controls how we feel, y'all. So we become obsessed with this systematic racism narrative. Racism now is systematic. Also, you can get paid off racism, y'all. Racism is a business, a full-blown business. Ben Crump, you know, you got Black Lives Matter. All these people, Al Sharpton still there, Jesse Jackson. I saw a video of them crying together and shit. So racism, when you look at racism in America now, is not what it used to be. Racism was a serious thing. Now, it's just a business. You can make money off of racism. So since racism is a booming business, people can can get paid off of it. You can have commercials now. You can make T-shirts. You can become a millionaire off of racism. You can make $90 million a year. You can buy three and four homes that's worth a million dollars. So racism has become a very lucrative business. People can gain money off of and wealth off of racism. This is what it has become. But we have ignored a lot of black victims. A lot of them gets no media coverage. Black victims of Police shootings get wall-to-wall media coverage. Now, this article that I'm looking at right now talks about this. Stop ignoring black victims of violent crime. In the article, it talks about this. How the wall-to-wall media coverage is given to these black victims of police shootings. Like that in the case of the... um, Now... Micaiah Bryant and the officer Nicholas uh, Renderdon. Ridden. So the media will cover that. The media will cover mass shootings, those things, because it's it's a good talking point. Is is very it becomes political. You can be the family of George Floyd and and get a call from Joe Biden. Like I said, racism has become very expensive. You you can make money off of racism. It's not like it used to be anymore. It used to be racism was a a very serious thing. Now, eh, not so much now. So black victims of of homicide or uh, other violent crimes do not get national media play or comments from Joe Biden. No coverage. St. Louis is one of the most violent cities in America. St. Louis, Missouri. The highest homicide rate in 2019. This was in St. Louis, Missouri. It's other cities, it's other cities like Detroit, Michigan, Birmingham, um, Birmingham, Alabama. You had Ohio, where the young woman was just killed at. Minneapolis, too. 
ironic, Minneapolis has a history of crime right now. Serious crime. And it has gone up. So it's a lot of black victims that you would never hear about because it did not involve a white man or woman that was a cop. Last year we saw in both Houston and Dallas, where I, I live in Dallas, we saw an increase in homicides, murders. You saw the story of Mo 3 was shot and killed in broad daylight on a highway in Dallas. Homicide rates are up. Crime is up. We're seeing carjackings now. But yet the media wants to cover only the black victims of police shootings or these mass shootings that happen all the time. That's been happening since the 90s and shit. All the time, that's all you see. What about these black men and women that are in neighborhoods that has a high crime issue, homicide issue, they become a victim. A robbery, assault, murder, gang related. As a young woman in Chicago, the young kid got shot six times. Same thing. That story is ignored completely. Makaya Bryant gets more attention than the six-year-old girl shot six times. So we get to pick and choose which black life matter? We get the chance to pick and choose which black life life matters the most to us. The young woman stabbing the young woman or the other, the other woman that could be a, a victim. We're picking and choosing what we want to talk about and cover. Like I said, St. Louis, Missouri, Birmingham, uh, Birmingham Alabama. You can you can go look at the a list of the cities of the cities with the worst crime. And majority of them have a high population of black folks. So it's a lot of black victims out there that would never their story will, will never be told ever. So that's the privilege that we have as black people. We get to say that we are the victim and we can ignore other victims. They look like us and say you're not important enough. If it's not the white men involved, if it's not white women involved, is that's the officer that's there that was shooting someone black, then we can ignore the story. It's not that important. But no, excuse me, we have to give this attention, more attention than the other stories of other black victims at the hands of someone that looks like us. That's the privilege. That we have. We get to pick and choose. And be very biased. And call other people very biased. And we're doing the exact same thing. Numbers don't lie. Homicide rate went up last year. It's still going up. Crime is up. Every single case is not the exact same case y'all. It's not the exact same thing. Like I read earlier, Andrew Brown Jr., this guy, it was a warrant for his arrest. This was a drug charge. Yes, it's nonviolent. It's still a drug charge. Selling cocaine. This is the charge. Not saying he deserves to die. I'm saying this is what we do. We'll say that 
his life is more important. Even though, you know, he was doing some illegal activity, his life is just as important as a young man, Bolton Jean, that was in his apartment that was eating ice cream. We'll say that it matters more. He he gets more coverage than the man that was sitting in his apartment eating ice cream, minding his business, and get shot and killed. This guy. So we're very biased, y'all. So we have to check our biases at the door because that's our privilege now. We get to pick and choose which black victim we get to say gets more attention. Not just the media, but we do it on social media too as well. Instagram, Facebook, we get to pick and choose who we get to say is deserves to be the black victim in this case. Like I said, we have to stop rushing to judgment. Stop wanting quick, easy, fast answers. You have to want accurate answers. Facts do not, uh, emotions do not outweigh facts. But now emotions outweigh facts now. This is what we're doing on social media a lot of the time. And that's our problem. So we're going to see more of these stories pop up, y'all. So get ready for it. It's killing season. Springtime, summertime, we see it all the time. And what's ironic now is Joe Biden is in office. We're seeing a spike in this shit. The same thing happened when the last four years under Barack Obama. The exact same thing happened. We saw a spike in cops killing black folks on camera. And here it is again. The media will only show this shit. They only show... Black victims of police shootings, it gets wall-to-wall coverage. But the young black woman that's killed by the young black man, that's not important. That does not call for Black Lives Matter to step up and say, no, Black Lives Matter, just as much as this young woman that's, this young woman that's black was a victim of gun violence because of this black man, whatever, Vice versa is just as important as a Micaiah Bryant or a Andre Brown. It's, it's the exact same thing. We should not pick and choose. Stop doing this. And this is what we're doing. We're picking and choosing what we get to say. Who is the black victim? That's what we're saying. Alright, so that concludes this episode, episode 3. Thank you for being able to tune in and listen to No One Watches Regular News, hosted by me, Kerry Bogart. Stay tuned for more topics.